The time opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome back to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization show. Sorry about the little bit of delay there we had, folks, a little technical troubles. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, along with my co-host, Keith Compagna. Our sponsors are Jobvite and Success Performance Solutions. Our guest this week is Courtney Kirschbaum from the Job Hunt School. Courtney and I had a great conversation earlier this week, and um, you will not be disappointed in what we have to talk about. Uh, I want to do a little housekeeping before we get started. I'm flying alone this week. Keith is off. He's attending the Jobvite uh, New Year, I guess, their work summit and their sales strategy meetings. Uh, he sent me quite a few emails, and I can tell you that we will have a ton of things to talk about, a lot of new insights, and uh, I'm sure he's got some good stories to share next week. Um, we are, last week on the show, we had Kevin Grossman from the Talent Board. Uh, as in all our shows, uh, the show is recorded and it's available on iHeart and iTunes and quite a few other podcasts. You can just search for Geek Geezers and Googleization on any uh, on your favorite podcast. I won't re rehash everything we talked about, but let's just say an important reason that many employers have trouble attracting good talent is their own doing. Uh, the candidate experience from the very beginning at the job listing to onboarding is pretty much a mess. Uh, the problem, however, isn't just for employers. Job candidates are also struggling to find the jobs they want. Uh, it seems that employers and candidates are looking right past each other in the current labor market. And, and it's a tight one at that. Uh, and that's why I'm so excited to welcome Courtney Kirschbaum to the show. Courtney's the founder of the Job Hunt School, an entrepreneur, and uh, she told me the other day she described herself as a digital nomad. So we'll learn a little bit more about that. But uh, Courtney's going to take us behind the scenes of what it's like for people to hunt for jobs and how to do it better. So let's get started. Courtney, are you there? I am here. Thanks, Hey, excellent. Um, so welcome to the Geese, Geezers, and Googleization show. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the Job Hunt School. What 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 is that? Job Hunt School is kind of um, my brainchild uh, as a result of working with job seekers, asking a lot of questions and kind of being lost in confusion and reaching out to me and kind of asking a lot of the same questions over and over again. So I created this Job Hunt School, and it is essentially a platform teach the vital, indispensable job hunt information um, that has only emerged very recently because job hunting has changed so much. You know, our, our work lives and, our, and the way we manage our careers has changed. And no one had really lined it up from soup to nuts. This is what you do because it's a lot more than writing a cover letter and printing out a nice, uh, you know, resume and serving that around. I mean, the world has changed, and job seekers might be off the market for a few years and may not know how it's changed or how to handle those changes. So I created Job Hunt School to address that need. 
So, so give, can you give an example to our, uh, you know, to listeners, um, you know, what, uh, you know, I'm always asked this about what's changed in recruiting. In fact, I, I had somebody, uh, funny enough, I had somebody uh, call me to uh, speak at uh, one of their association meetings mm-hmm. and it's small business group, mostly privately owned. Uh, I don't think anybody has more than 20 or 25 employers. And I, I submitted a title to them. Uh, to for this dinner meeting, and they they sent back and they said, well, you 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 talked about that three years ago. Has anything changed? And I you know, I, I almost didn't know how to respond to that. So you know, on the on the same token, things with uh, job seekers, how people find jobs, especially if they've been out of the market for you know even two or three years, but you know some people have been out of the market for ten and fifteen years. There's probably a lot of people out in the market right now with the lo- looking for other jobs with the uh, with the with the uh, the government closed down. A lot of yep. people struggling, uh, and they they may not have had been in the market for years. So what? What's one of the, you know, what would you say are, are the, is the top or maybe the top two things that you've noticed that significantly changed over, you know, gosh, five years is an eternity, but let's say three to five years. Okay, sure. I think the, the main thing that's changed is a reliance on going to uh, LinkedIn and other social media to get information about candidates and to find candidates and vice versa for candidates to find employees. You know, even now, and I think this is going to change very quickly, but even now, professional candidates who have LinkedIn accounts and are on LinkedIn will come to me first to talk about their resume. And that is not where they're viewed and where they're going to be, you know, for lack of a better word, kind of dissected. It's your LinkedIn profile and your yeah. your your brand, your social, um, you know, like your image, your public image, and that's everywhere. But primarily, if you're a professional, it's on LinkedIn. That's the number one change. Think more about as as cliched as it may seem, and as tired as you may be of hearing it. Um, think about your brand. What do people, you know, do they think and feel when they I profile what I've posted on LinkedIn? Because a resume is just it's a business card now. Oh, absolutely. So what, so, you know, in addition to the resume, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on. People are talking about visual resumes. They're talking about YouTube resumes, uh, or not YouTube, but, but basically yep. video, yes. you know, resumes as well. Um, and a lot, you know, a lot of people are using, um, LinkedIn and other public profiles. What's, you know, what are, I guess, what are the first suggestions that you have, uh, for someone, and and it, and I, I guess is this is what you're is this what you're teaching people at the job hunt school? Absolutely, exactly what I'm teaching them. I think the first thing I would say is the main change in job the job hunting has gone from being kind of an audition. That's the paradigm that most people approach job hunting. Um, like I'm going to sh- put my best foot forward, and I'm going to be the best I can be, and hopefully you'll pick me. And really, what you're doing now is you're pitching. Uh, people are expected, you know, people are accustomed to fairly sophisticated copywriting and marketing. And it's um, it's more of a, a balance of power. And if you don't balance that power by pitching and being a little bit more sophisticated in marketing what you have to offer, then you're going to be, you're going to lose out to someone who has that skill. So I think the first thing is a paradigm shift. Stop thinking about it as an audition and I'm going to be the best I can be and show off my credentials so I seem qualified and think of it more as a pitch because a job seeker, what you're really selling is your attitude 
and your results. That's what they're going to hire. Whereas most job seekers tend to be worried about getting all of their credentials. But credentials are kind of, you know, they, they matter, but they're yesterday's news. What you want to, what a job seeker really wants to do to be successful in the job hunt is to get the employer, whoever they're talking to, excited about and picturing a future with them. And that's about pitching, about talking about how great it can be and what I can do for you. So what So what are the things, um, you know, other than creating a, a, you know, one of the things that, that I tell employers when they're even posting a job is tell a story. Absolutely. Uh, you know, tell, tell the story of the company. Tell a story about what the job is. Don't just list, copy and paste the job description. Um, you know, that doesn't even work to, to, for, for search engine visibility, uh, no less attracting talent. So what are, how, how do you, you know, if, if I called you as a job seeker, um, been out of the market for, you know, 40 years uh, what, and looking for something, what are from some of the first things you would tell me to collect? What, what would you tell me to do? You mentioned stories, so I'll start there. Everybody should have three stories. You want your fall down and get up. A time that you stumble, you recovered. This shows durability and resilience, and it shows that you're not a quitter. So that's your fall down, get up story. The next thing you want is, um, is a time that you failed story. Now, this is a story that kind of um, you can use to trampoline a success off. You tell a story of a failure. But then you kind of tag a story about a great success. After that failure, this is a lesson I learned, and this is what I went and did. And what that enables you to do as a candidate is brag without, without you know, is tell about an accomplishment without seeming braggy or, you know, egotistical. And the third story that I recommend people have if they're a job seeker is the story of a time where someone told you, you can't do that. And you did it anyway. <laughs> and by that, I don't mean rebellion. I mean, someone said, you know, you're no math or you can't learn languages is an example that a lot of people can relate to from school. But you as a candidate triumphed. And that's just one way to more. I think a lot of people get either writer's block or they're unable to talk about themselves um, without feeling uncomfortable. And those three stories enables you, enable you to do that. So those are three things that I, I use or three stories that I use to help people um, feel more comfortable talking about their accomplishments and the kind of person they are. So, uh, Courtney, I, I've got like so many questions going through my head. I, I, I hope I don't lose them and, and I'll keep it straight. So okay. th the first thing is, um, it, it sounds like the old tradition, what you're saying is the old traditional resume of, you know, you put your name, your address, your phone number, or contact information, then you list your schools, you list your experience uh, and submit that is, is sort of old hat. Am, am I correct? It's still being done, and it's probably going to be done for a while because institutions are slow to change, but that is losing leverage and priority. It's so where, so where, do, where does, you know, these, the, the three buckets that you talked about, these three, well, you, you talked about three different stories. So, right. so there's three different, basically three different resumes or three different applications. So you pick one, and it's my fall down, get up, you know, dust myself off and, and show you my resilience. Where where does that get placed? I mean, how is that sent to the, uh, you know, to the to my prospective right. employer? Is that in the cover letter? Is that in the where resume? The audience. It can be in the cover letter. Probably not in the resumes. Tend to be a lot more, you know, more outline. But it could be in a cover letter. 
It could be in your summary or you could tell, tell it in your interview or you could use one, you know, I, the, um, the you can't do that story or it's probably more of a fail story is a great summary example I use in um, Job Hunt School. That is about a young woman and she put this in her summary. It was brilliant and it's brief. In high school, I was failing in all my science and math courses. My teachers didn't think I would graduate. I turned it around and in A's in all, all those courses. I went on to develop a passion for engineering, and I just completed my engineering degree. So a couple sentences, she puts it in her summary. And, and as a candidate, that's what you want to see. This young woman whose teachers confronted her and said, you're failing. And she, you know, she woke up and she said, no, that's not going to happen to me. And not only did she do that, but she developed a passion for it and she got a degree in engineering. So now she's a graduate looking for a job and that's her story. I mean, well, and, you know, that's, that's, that's appealing. It's a great, you know, that, that is a great story. Yes. And I'm sure there are many more like that. And I, and I love the, the fact that you talked about putting this in your, you know, in the summary. I mean, where Absolutely. can you do it? You write two or three lines. It doesn't have to be your life story uh, that you do just enough. But it, it sounds, I mean, it, to me, it sounds like a lot like sales and marketing, um, you know, that it, it's almost going to, uh, you know, as, as I do when I write a blog or I'm trying to write something. You know, oftentimes I'll just go up and pull one of the, the free headline generators down and, you know, put some keywords in there and have it write, you know, have it write it. I mean, it's, it, is that, it sounds like that's what you're, you're, you're coaching uh, these job seekers to do. It is sales and marketing. And uh, eventually I would have probably said that exact same thing to you in this conversation. Job seeking is just another name for sales and marketing. And the, the job seekers who I see become successful and actually enjoy this experience and make good relationships as they're instead of you know feeling like they're on a microscope and wanting it to be over with are the ones who make that paradigm shift from oh please pick me to being able to market themselves and i don't mean like cheesy salesy like you know number marketing you know to show you know after after midnight i'm talking about like just genuine authentic human connection marketing this is what i do um this is what i love to do and i want to connect with a company that you know needs this or an employer that needs this but it is absolutely it is absolutely marketing and a big part of what i teach is um how to be impactful in your writing and in your marketing materials. And when you're job hunting, your marketing materials are your LinkedIn profile, they're your cover letter and your resume, and they're also every single thing you post, all your LinkedIn activity. What you like, what you comment on, and what you post is going to be looked at by recruiters, and that's part of your brand. And, and this, is, this, again, is what you, what you do at the job hunt school. Absolutely. And I say at the job on school, I, um, it's online, right? I mean, it's this a, is an online course. They, they don't come down and visit you, correct? <laughs> they, we do not have a campus. It is online, and it's broken down. It's self-paced, uh, video-based. It's broken out down into five uh, sections. And the five sections are know, contact, compose, connect, and close. And somebody, somebody enroll, they have access to that, and, um, a library courses, but it's also combined with live coaching calls and live group calls because no one, I don't think no one library is going to have every book in the world. I think it's the best metaphor. Things are always changing and things are always coming up. And I knew early on that I wanted it to have a live element. So weekly we do 
jobs and people who have just started their job hunt, people who are getting ready to start, or maybe people who've been at it, at it a while, join the calls and we do QAs. Super. I, I just, uh, for everyone, you're listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization show. We've got our guest today, Courtney Kirschbaum from the Job Hunt School. We're talking all about that gap between uh, employers say they're struggling, unemployment's at one of the lowest rates in uh, recent years, uh, and uh, they're struggling to find people. But for all the job seekers that are out there, they're struggling to connect with employers. So we're, we're today, we're, we're taking a little different direction. We're talking about how uh, people who are looking for jobs can better connect uh, with employers and hopefully get that dream job. Uh, we're Again, we're talking about... Uh, you know, as we always do, uh, job shortages, challenges in the workplace. We're going to take a real quick break here. Uh, we're going to hear from our sponsors, JobVite and Success Performance Solutions. So stay right where you are. We'll be right back in two minutes. Behind everything you're searching for is something you're actually looking for. When you search with the real yellow pages, you get more than a contractor. You get a whole new curb appeal. It's not just getting directions to a dry cleaner with YP.com. It's rescuing an old favorite from the back of the closet. And it's more than finding a locksmith with YP.com on your mobile. It's getting to sleep in your own bed. Whatever it might be, there are more ways to search and more ways to find exactly what you're looking for with the real yellow pages, YP.com, and YP.com on your mobile, only from AT&T. What's up, everyone? This is Keith from the Geek, Skeezers, and Googleization show, powered by Jobvite. Jobvite knows career paths are made by people, not by open job requisitions. Jobvite's platform ties recruitment marketing directly to applicant tracking and onboarding, creating continuous candidate engagement that effectively connects recruiters with qualified passive candidates. Used by over 50,000 recruiters placing over 1 million jobs, Jobvite's platform impacts every company in every industry. Check us out at jobvite.com. Listen carefully. Up to 9 out of 10 job candidates visiting your company career page leave before completing an application. You heard that right. 90% of candidates who want to apply for a job at your company don't. That's just plain crazy, especially in today's tight labor market. Candidate experience matters. Stop turning candidates away. Let Success Performance Solutions help. Call us at 800-803-4303 or register at successperformancesolutions.com slash W4CY. Schedule a no-obligation consultation and get special access to insider tips to recruit faster and hire smarter. Well, welcome back to the Geese, Geezers, and Googleization show. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, uh, with my absentee co- uh, co-host today, uh, Keith Compagna, who's off uh, at a sales strategy meeting. And we've got our very special guest, Courtney Kirschbaum from the Job Hunt School. Uh, Courtney, hey, when we when we left off, we were talking about... Um, you, you know, what job seekers, how, how they can do a better job 
at uh, positioning himself, marketing themselves, selling themselves, telling a story. Um, so, but one of the biggest challenges we have uh, that I think job seekers have, and uh, the, I mean, this is a this is we we talked about this last week too with Kevin Grossman from the Talent Board, is that a lot of companies don't have a good process in place for screening applicate, you know, screening resumes. You have a right. lot of people who are doing the screening and they're pretty old school. So they're, they're looking at the old fashioned way. You know, do they have a minimum five years experience? Do they have a certain skill set? Did they graduate high school or college or whatever? Um, how do you, how are you working with candidates to, uh, well, they're not even candidates at that point, but I guess job seekers uh, to become a candidate to how do they, you know, how do they, change um, change up the resume but still comply with the um, I don't it's not loopholes but uh, I guess gates filters exactly that they have to get through to even get that first interview or, or get that call or even to get a look uh, great question Ira so a couple of things I've, uh, I've advised a lot of people who are worried about the applicant tracking systems which scan the resumes for keywords um, to just list the keywords at the bottom because typically the keywords are extracted from the um, the ad that's been posted, like the job description. So you pull out your keywords and some of them are naturally going to appear in your resume. It's the work you've been doing, but can't get them in there. It's certainly permissible, and I see, I'm sure you have too, to just list them. So you know you're going to get through the applicant tracking system. Another thing that I advise um, people who are enrolled in my program and everyone to do is go on. There are keyword scanning tools that you can scan your resume online and it will tell you how you score in an app tracking system scan. Uh, so, you know, that way you know that these are the, you know, these are the likely keywords that they're looking for. And um, and you can test it in an actual, a real online scanning tool and just go, just Google, you know, keyword scanner or a resume yeah. keyword scanner. And that, that's, so that's one way to address it. But yeah, you know, I, let me, let's, let's just kind of pause there and, and, okay. and I guess this is probably a comment. I mean, one of the things I struggle with though is, is that, you know, I work with a lot of small, medium sized companies and, and they, they have an applicant tracking system, you know, or software, or, you know, they're using ZipRecruiter or something even on that order. And they're using it primarily to broadcast out. I don't know that, I'm not even sure how the employ how sophisticated the employers are at doing the search because last year I, I did quite a bit of speaking. Looks like I'm going to be doing it again, you know. So I'm in front of thousands of uh, of of HR people, recruiters, staffing firms, uh, and when I bring up the idea of of using search terms, they look at me a little bit like a deer caught in the headlight. Um, so I, again, I, I'm not sure if there's anything additional you can comment on, but other than I empathize and sympathize with the job seekers, because even if you're positioning it well and you're using the right keywords, uh, I'm not sure on the employer side, their, their, their keywords are that accurate or they're, um, that sophisticated. I agree. And that's part of why there's the disconnect you describe. And, and frankly, I think that is not really where to focus. Do the best you can, but it's kind of like playing chess against a computer. Um, focus on the, you know, folk, getting hired is about making a human connection. And the, you've heard of the hiring triangle. Going to sites like, uh, you know, going to big 
sites like Indeed is really the last place an employer will often go. Because without thinking about it, the first thing they've done if they have a job opening is they've asked their team, does anybody know anybody? We have a job opening for a project manager. Anybody know anybody? And the word goes out that way. And when those things don't happen, then they might go to um, an association, you know, a professional or industry association. Um, so the last place they go because they know it's a cattle call is going to be a, you know, a, a broad, wide search. So I, I direct people to go, to go beneath that. Certainly check out those sites, but that's where it is, and that's where the map of applications of replying is happening what you want to do is know what you want and go for it and that requires more work on the front end but you're going to get a way better job on the back end and most people I think the challenge for job seekers is they just don't want to sit down and say this is exactly what I want to do and this is exactly who I want to do it for and that's a big job hunt school as well but if you that 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 serves you in two ways you know exactly where to go. You know exactly where to look. And when you make that connection with a person, you can say, honestly and sincerely, I love what your company does, and I'm passionate about making widgets, and I'd love to work for you. And if they don't have a job, they're going to remember you, and you're going to make a real connection. And that's a way more impactful uh, you know, means of job hunting than flying lazy circles over all the big job boards and hoping for the best. So a couple things, uh, you know, in, in that in that light. So we're, again, let's go back to this application resume. You know, here's my story. Right. Um, in the past, people said, you know, I worked for a company for 12 years. I moved up. I was promoted. Yeah. Uh, and here's all the tasks I did. And I, I think you inferred this before, um, but I'll make sure that I heard you right, okay. uh, that you're really telling the story. It's not, hey, here, was, here were the th 10 things I was responsible for, but this is, here's my list of accomplishments. You know, I, I, I helped, uh, you know, save 14%. Uh, you know, we expanded the department. We increased sales. Uh, whatever it might be. So it's it's telling a little bit of story there. But what companies are looking for is, it, it, and and people like me keep telling them this is what they should be looking for, not personality traits, but they should be looking for skills. You know, what, what are the, some of the skills? So how do you... Um, you know, I guess, and it's tough to do on a radio show, but or a podcast. <laughs> what, what's it, what's it look like? I mean, what's instead of just saying I worked for ABC Company from uh, you know January of 2010 to uh, 2016, kind of, can you give an example of you know what somebody should put in in that place? Sure. So now we're talking about a resume, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. So if your if your resume lands on somebody's desk, um, they're going to want to know that, that, yeah, that you can deliver. So they're going to want to see examples of you, you know, using those skills. Um, so what you want to do is you want to use short sentences and tell a story. Like, have you ever heard, I think there's like a, this chat, they call it the seven word story. You can tell a story in seven words. Um, really what you want to think of when you're writing a resume. Um, you know, travel to four continents, uh, you know, dividing the IT of, of two companies or did mer mergers and uh, did mergers and acquisitions across um, across two, you know, four continents with three companies for 10 years. Uh, try, you know, our biggest triumph was whatever. 
but try to you know try to make it chronological rather than managed thus and such or saved thus and such um give it a chronology and give it a storyline even if it's only one or two sentences so it, it sounds like uh, going back to our, our it's not even an analogy it's it's the it's the story of of recruitment today and job seeking is, is sales and marketing so Absolutely. you know sales and marketing talks about don't sell features sell benefits Precisely. Yeah. So re- really, what we, what the features are are here's here's all the things that that I did. Uh, the benefits are how how what I did could help you as a future employer. That's what you're selling them. Yeah. Um, and and I think most people, it's so hard to think about you know to be objective to step outside of yourself, your work and your career, and say this is what I do. And that is the number one thing that answers. This is what I. Do. This is who I do it for, and this is the result. And and this is how you'll benefit. Yeah, exactly. This is how this is what I can do for you. If you look at a lot of some, it's a, what I've done and what I want. You know that when I being the job seeker, and what a summary in particular because that's a that's an easier place to tell a story. You can do it a little bit in a resume, but you can really tell a story in your summary. Um. Talk about, you want to make it a combination of a little bit talking about you, but also talking about what you can do for them. And I think the mistake most people make when they're, you know, writing their summary is they think I should be talking about me and really you should be talking about your future with, with, you know, this prospective employer, what I can do for you. And, and again, that's, that's basically included in your, in the job school. I mean, in in your in that, either, either the videos or the conversations that you're having. Exactly. Let me give you an analogy. You think, you know, one of the most popular um, series of commercials uh, on the market today, one of the most popular on the market today is Nike. And everybody has a Nike in their head that they remember that resonated with them, that made them think, wow, that's, you know, that's really cool. Nike does not talk about how great its shoes are. Does not say it's made of kind of super rubber from space, and it doesn't talk about that. It talks about every people being champions, and it works magnificently well. And it's that kind of that same kind of connection you want to make with a right. story, the and experience. then you can talk. Yeah. Yes, it's it's the experience yeah. exactly. Absolutely. So, hey, we're, we've got uh, we got a couple minutes here yet, um, but I want to make sure that we we cover everything. Uh, you mentioned earlier uh, you gave one tool, and you said that uh, that people rewriting their resumes and you know should go up and look at a resume uh, keyword tool. Um, any other any other quick tips? Any other tools that people should use? Um, sure. I think there are a, a few things you can use. A lot of people get uh, writer's block and there's a great site called find another word. Um, that's always, that's a fun site that I will, I will say. Sounds like I could use that for a lot of times. <laughs> I, it's like, okay, I can't keep saying this same word over and over again. <laughs> I use it all the time. Find another word. Um, and then, you know, one of the advice people to do is just go look at other profiles, look at pictures and look at on LinkedIn. These can be people connected to. You're more likely to get the full view of the profile. Some people, you know, don't always put their photos up. And see what you respond to. Notice what pictures make you go, oh, that's a great picture. And what pictures make you go, 
oh, maybe they should change that. And read the headlines and read the summaries. And really, if you just do that, the self-education you get from doing that will be you know, tremendous. Another thing that I would suggest is remember that you're, you're copywriting. You're not writing a memo. You're not um, writing an email. You're copywriting. And you're writing to one person. And I think that's a difficult thing, you know, because we're not taught how to do that uh, when we're taught to write. But copywriting is really one of the most valuable skills you can have no matter what you do for a living. You write emails, anything at all. Um, so just remember, when you are doing your materials, you are speaking to a person and make it a personal conversation. Um, you know, one term I've heard used to describe this is human voiced. A lot of people think that they need to be very formal and they need to give words and they need to speak formally. So they'll impress, you know, they'll impress people that they're professional and that they have credentials and that they're smart. And you really don't need to do that. Or you can do it just as effectively with the human voice. Yeah, no, that's that's a, that's a great phrase. Uh, something to kind of stick it, you know, stick in your mind. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, so what is, I, I guess, you know, one of the things that we talked about earlier is that, uh, you know, kind of everybody's looking for success. Obviously the success for a job seeker, uh, in this is getting the job, you know, or at least getting an interview, <laughs> you know, first steps getting recognized and then getting the interview and then hopefully getting the job if it's something they want. Um, what do you think, you know, you, you kind of mentioned this, uh, what's an underrated factor for success? What, what do you think people underestimate? It's a great question. I have talked to hundreds, probably approaching thousands of job seekers. And then the differential every single time is this. The one that comes to me that is upbeat, optimistic, and willing to do what it takes. I'm like, this person will have a job. They're going to get a great job. They're going to get a great salary offer. They're not fearful. They're not being consumed with worry. And these are people who, you know, who are struggling. I mean, who may not have, um, you know, may, maybe didn't get any severance. It's not that they're, you know, sitting on a trust fund and they don't have anything to worry about, but they maintain their attitude like it was their most precious set. And the ones that I know are going to struggle are the ones that give their energy and let their mind get taken over by worry. What if I don't get this job? What if nobody calls? Uh, what's wrong with me? Your attitude is your most valuable asset in your job hunt. And it really, don't job hunt alone. Get support and and get help if you need it. But maintain that attitude. And when you feel yourself going dark, you've got to really be careful of that. Because the, the attitude that's upbeat with a good, with a, you know, good positive energy is is going to win every single time. And I've seen that proven out over and over and over again because people want to hire, you know, people who are positive and upbeat. They're like, I'm going to have to work with you. If, if you're, you know, not positive or maybe if you're complaining or if I go to LinkedIn and see negative posts, I, I'm not, you know, I don't want to bring that onto the team. I want to bring somebody, I want to bring a glass half full person onto the team. It will help every single part of your job hunt. If you can just keep an upbeat attitude. Hey, we're, we're talking to uh, Courtney Kirschbaum from the Job Hunt School. And uh, Courtney, I mean, we're we're at, almost out of time here. 
Uh, there's a million other things I wanted to talk. I, I did want you to talk. I wanted to talk to you about video. You know how that plays. Should people be sending video resumes? You talked about utilizing LinkedIn. You know, not just LinkedIn, but social media. You know, keeping a positive impression out there, building your brand. So, uh, hopefully, we can get you back on here at another time. Uh, there, there's so many other questions we've got, and I'm sure other people do. Um, but I, I want to ask you one question. I started to ask all our guests this. Uh, if, if we're talking again 12 months from now, mm-hmm. um, what's the one or maybe two, but we probably only have time for one. What's the one headline you expect that we'll be talking about next year related to this? Ageism. Interesting. Yeah. What, what, ageism. What, what, what about ageism? Well, I think it, um, it's, you know, it's really prevalent and I'll, um, I, I tend, I, one of the rules that I have when I'm guiding, you know, I have a, a program called LinkedIn boost and I tell people never go negative. You know, you need to be positive. Don't do your complaining online. But what I've heard about a lot is, um, for you know, when I'm online, I see people and they say, you know, I feel like there's a bias because of my age. And when I first saw that, um, I, you know, I kind of, t- I just, I just, I hadn't seen it so much, but I see it a lot. And I, um, I mention it because I really do think it's real. I really do think that people, um, who are older, more experienced, uh, maybe asking for a higher salary, do do encounter that. And it's a real thing. And I, 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 what I want to add to that is there are a lot of biases and, you know, everybody has, you know, prejudices and so forth. We all face them no matter who we are. There's some prejudice or bias against us. So I be aware of it. Don't use it as an excuse. But I do think that is something that is going to get and you asked me, well, what headline is going to be in the paper? And I think you're going to see more of it. I'm already beginning to see more of it. Um, so, you know, I advise and any, you know, resume writer will advise, take your, you know, take your graduation dates off your resume. Why? Ageism. Yeah, it's too. It, it's absolutely too bad that happens because there's it an is. incredible amount of talented people, and um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, we we've had a, a pretty long list of things that are going to be headlines next year, and uh, hopefully, uh, ageism. Uh, hopefully, it's not one of them. Hopefully, things hope uh, change around, and through your work, um, you know, people can get past that. And, and I know, I know, most employers are are tending to work past that as well. So hopefully, the this will be one where the two roads will meet. Hey, before we so. uh, sign off for today. Um, I want to make sure everybody has a way to contact you. So, um, you know, again, we've talked about the Job Hunt School. How do, how do people register for that or learn about it? How do they get a hold of you? If they have any questions, what, what, what's the, you know, spill your beans. Okay, I'll give you a couple options. Um, best place to find me is on LinkedIn and feel free to message me. I'm very active on LinkedIn and I'm, she is. I'm, I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, you can always, uh, so visit my profile there. And if you want to try job hunt school, I offer a free class at jobhuntschool.com, and you can get all the information about the program and other programs I offer. And, um, of course, courtneykirschbaum.com, but really find me on LinkedIn, connect with me, say hello. I would, um, love to meet your listeners and I would love to join your show again, Ira. This has been great. Hey, thanks very much, Courtney. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll have all your contact information, you know, up on the website as well. And for those who caught part of this or didn't catch it, uh, again, we're on iHeartRadio or iHeart Podcast, 
uh, we're, we're on iTunes and uh, quite a few other uh, podcast platforms. So uh, make sure that you uh, get this and listen to it and spread the word and send it to your friends and family. We're looking for jobs. Um, don't forget to go up to the website uh, and, and uh, check out the uh, Google My Business ebook. Uh, that's at successperformancesolutions.com. Uh, you can also click on the link at the gggshow.live. Um, ch- uh, we want to thank our sponsors again, Jobvite. Uh, Keith will be back here next week and tell us all of the new and exciting things that are going on with his company and Success Performance Solutions. Uh, and uh, next week, we got a, a great guest. We're going to go back to uh, talking about, um, again, both sides uh, from candidates and employers. We're going to be talking with Hugh Gallagher uh, from the Gallagher Group. Hugh's got a tremendous amount of experience in uh, recruitment. He's doing a great job and excited to have him as our guest. Uh, we want to thank everybody again for listening. We're always interested in, in hearing what's on your mind let us know how we're doing uh, if you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor or just sharing a couple thoughts call us uh, send us a request comment uh, on our website uh, again it's the gggshow.live or you can connect with keith or me on linkedin and twitter uh, thanks again Jobvite success performance solution for allowing us to do this show Uh, And thanks again, Courtney Kirschbaum from the Job Hunt School for being our guest today. Uh, And until next Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, this is Ira Wolf and Keith Compagna will be joining me. Don't let the shift hit your plans.